All right, all right, y'all. We live. How's it going, Bree? Good. How are you? I'm good. Good. Happy to be here. Excited to get into this evening's conversation. Likewise, likewise. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Yeah. And going to pull up the comments. One second, y'all. Drop a comment letting us know where you're joining us from tonight. And we're just going to get our comments. Okay. Uh, mine's still loading. Like this little delay is while watching ourselves on like two different screens. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me just click. Okay. Ready. All right, y'all. How's it going? I'm Darren, content strategist here with Push Black. And I'm Bree. I'm a writer at Push Black. Yes, and welcome to our Criminal Justice Live conversation. Today, we're going to be digging into Brady lists. Now, for those who may be unfamiliar, Brady lists are exclusion lists for police. When police show prosecutors they're untrustworthy, prosecutors can put them on a list so everyone knows not to trust them in court. And many cops are upset about being held accountable as everyone understands to reject cases coming from these particular officers. Now, the problem, state and district attorneys have also been implicated in prosecutorial misconduct, violating the Brady Act. So just to begin, Bree, if you could share with the folks, what actually is a Brady list? Yeah, so um, most prosecuting agencies keep these lists known as Brady lists, and they're a list of officers with incidents of misconduct, including dishonesty or some type of bias in their past. Um, these lists help prosecutors quickly locate information about police officer misconduct um, that must be disclosed whenever one of those officers was involved in the arrest or investigation of a defendant. Um, the name actually comes from a 1963 case, which we'll tell you more about here, um, Supreme Court case called Brady versus Maryland. And this was the first case to establish these lists. Um, so it was a landmark case and it established that the prosecution must turn over all evidence that might exonerate um, an, a defendant. Um, so a Brady violation occurs when the government withholds evidence that's favorable to the defense and material to guilt and or punishment. So prosecutors must tell anyone accused of a crime about all evidence that might help their defense at trial, including details about the police officers who have committed crimes, lied on the job, or whose honesty has been called into doubt at some point. Mm -hmm. So to give you all a list of what this misconduct might look like that could land an officer on the list, um, things that happen all the time. Ready? Mm -hmm. Falsifying a police report, fabricating or tampering with evidence lying on the witness stand, coercing witnesses, brutalizing people, accruing a large number of misconduct lawsuits, which we talked about in one of our previous criminal justice lives, and racism. So a list of stuff that's always happening. Um, yeah, so just to ground y'all in that history, Darren, let us know where Brady lists are being used today. Oh, that's a great question, Bree. So in uh, 2019, USA Today investigated this very question, and they actually found that most of the nation's prosecutors actually don't even track officer misconduct through Brady lists. So this USA Today investigation also revealed that police departments and prosecutors' extensive failure in tracking problematic officers actually kind of makes it impossible to disclose that information to the public. 
a public whose freedom actually hinges on the very integrity of said law enforcement, right? Yeah. So reporters from the USA Today and its partners, such as the Chicago-based Invisible Institute, they spent more than a year gathering Brady lists for police and prosecutors in thousands of counties across the country, really trying to measure compliance with this landmark 1963 Brady versus Maryland case. Now, what they found through that investigation is quite startling, and I'll just share maybe about like four facts from here. One thing that they found through this investigation is that Thousands of people have actually faced criminal charges or gone to prison based in part on testimony from law enforcement officers deemed to have credibility problems by their bosses or prosecutors. Mm. They also found at least 300 prosecutors offices across the nation are not even taking steps necessary to even comply with the Supreme Court mandate. Now, these places don't have a list tracking dishonest or otherwise untrustworthy officers. And this actually includes big cities such as Chicago and smaller municipalities such as Little Rock or Jackson County, Minnesota, Columbia County, Pennsylvania. It's pretty extensive how pervasive this problem is. They also found at least 1,200 officers with proven histories of lying and other serious misconduct had not even been flagged by prosecutors for Brady lists. So all the things you mentioned, Bree, from like brutality, lying, falsifying reports, weren't even being flagged by the prosecutors. Now, of those 1,200 officers, 261 were actually specifically disciplined for dishonesty on the job. Now, to make matters worse, in many municipalities that keep these lists, police and prosecutors often even refuse to make them public, y'all, mm. which, again, makes it impossible to know whether or not they're actually following this law. Right. Now, one thing that I found really, really interesting here, Bree, is that out of the 443 officers that were contacted through this investigation, like around their Brady list and how they're kind of keeping up with them. 27 outright denied the request, like just straight up, like, no, we're not going to give you any information. Wow. And 316 stated they don't keep a Brady list at all, y'all. Mm. Crazy. So to crystallize this, I want to raise up this comment from a district attorney in Talladega County, Alabama, a guy by the name of Steve Giddens. His response to USA Today's request He says, I do not have a so-called Brady list. I do not have a written policy. I do not need one to follow the law. (laughs) I don't know how you feel about this, but it sounds pretty absurd because the Brady list actually is like a law. It came from like the Supreme Court mandate, right? Right, right. Um, The last thing I want to share around this is that uh, USA actually mentioned in the report that most prosecutors who don't keep a Brady list, and this is important to note, their reason behind for not wanting to keep one they mentioned that they know all of their police officers well. That was one reason for why they don't keep Brady lists. They claim they know their police officers. So we see how these prosecutors can often kind of work in concert with police to kind of obscure misconduct. Yeah. With that said, though, I'm curious, Bree, how do you feel about like this relationship between the Brady lists and this myth of just a few bad apples in police departments? Yeah, your last point is spot on for why none of this makes sense. Um, Knowing your police officers well means nothing. It doesn't mean they will not cause harm to our people or do what they say they're going to do, you know? Um, So we wanna just keep this myth in mind that Brady lists are just for bad apples. That's not true. After all, you know, these lists are not just for bad apples or roach cops because the fact is that these lists must legally exist. And as an example of how the system is rotten at at the core. Um, So yeah. 
we're not going with the bad apple theory here. Um, and as you can see, it's not even like being enforced how they're saying um, that it should work. So yeah, um, we just wanted to share with y'all the article that we've been referencing. We'll drop it in the chat from USA Today. Um, it's called hundreds of police officers have been labeled liars. Some still help send people to prison. Um, and we want you to interact with that article and there's actually um, a graph on there that you can go and scroll and find your state, city, local community um, and see nice. if they have a list, if they don't, if they deny to give information, it's a really comprehensive list. And what y'all will find is that many places like Darren pointed out, don't even have a list. Um, so if they say that this is supposed to be an effort you know, to increase transparency between the criminal legal system and the people, our people, why isn't every department actually participating? Yeah. And um, speaking of the lack of transparency, uh, here's how that affects our communities. Um, the National Registry of Exonerations show that cases overturned because of perjury or official misconduct by persecutors or police have more than doubled between 2008 and 2018. They also found Black people are seven times more likely to be wrongly convicted of murder than white people. Innocent Black people are 12 more times likely to be convicted of drug possession than innocent white people. And although just 13% of the population in the U.S. is Black, 47% of the known exonerations are of our people. So to bring this all together, the National Registry of Exonerations has found that since 1989, more than 1,800 defendants have been cleared in group exonerations that followed 15 large-scale police scandals um, in which officers systemically framed, which we know they do often, innocent defendants. Um, and the majority of those defendants were our people. So speaking of all this misconduct, yeah, it goes deep. Darren, can you tell us more about prosecutorial misconduct and what it is? Yes, indeed. Um, that's a great question, Bree. So much of the discussion around Brady lists really center police officers, right? This is like the most visible arm of like the state um, and misconduct. However, it's important to note that we need to hold district attorneys and other prosecutors responsible for their actions as well. And this has been really a rising topic of much needed discussion over the past few years. So there was actually a newly released report just this year on June 30th by the Death Penalty Information Center, where they identified more than 550 instances of reversals and exonerations in death penalty cases that were based on prosecutorial misconduct. Mm. Again, that's 550 instances of reversals and exonerations in the context of death penalty cases that were overturned because of prosecutors hiding information and violating the Brady Act. Yeah. Now, the executive director of the Death Penalty Information Center, Robert Durham, his statement on the report is actually really, really important. I want to uplift that here. He says that the data on wrongful convictions has long shown that prosecutorial misconduct is a significant source of injustice in the criminal legal system. But this research documents what judges have described as this academic misconduct is actually much more pervasive than we could have ever imagined. Now, in the report, they found that the most common type of misconduct was withholding favorable evidence. And this was implicated in at least 35% of the reverse convictions or sentences, y'all. Mm -hmm. So prosecutorial misconduct was also present in 121 cases that led to death row exonerations. 
and 69%, now this is wild, 69% of all deaths for exonerations have included official misconduct. So mm -hmm. actual violations of this Brady Act, 69% um, of all death for exonerations, that's a lot of folks, y'all. Right. Um, so with this said, I'm just curious, Bree, um, how effective are Brady lists? Yeah, so I was trying to read a comment before I said that. Oh, yes. Um, but now I can't find it. I think it was, I don't know, someone said we don't need them or there's systemic racism. Mm. So thank you for pointing that out because we don't. Um, but yes, uh, the effectiveness of Brady List, not very much. Um, we shouldn't actually need Brady List, right? Because there should be no such thing as a police agency that keeps cops with a history of lying, brutality of false arrest, fabricating evidence, racism, coerce and witnesses, and all this other misconduct that would land them on essentially what's a do not call list, right? So in other words, the Brady List is a demonstration of the way the system works to protect people who work as police more than the public safety that policing claims to protect and serve. This mm. list for us, y'all. And from an abolitionist perspective, Brady lists are more performative, um, performative reform measures um, that validate the status quo of our deeply corrupt white supremacist criminal injustice system. These lists claim to offer some sense of accountability, but they really aren't effective as we've you talked about here today. Yes, indeed, yo. Um, so we have some very interesting comments coming in. Um, one from Miss and Myra, they ask, if my state doesn't have a Brady list, is there anything we can do to actually change that? So yes, there is. Contact your local council persons, right? Um, any local officials in your municipality, they should be aware of this, as well as the district attorney. Um, the public really has to put a fire under these elected officials to be able to like hold them accountable and have some sense of transparency. So you have to kind of begin there. And then see if you can find people in your own community who kind of have this same shared concern around police misconduct and see if you can kind of create this kind of rancor and direct that towards your local district attorney as well as any kind of public council members in your city. So that's what I would suggest if you find your own city doesn't have a Brady list. Yeah, no, that's spot on. And like we said before, check out the USA Today link. They have a really great resource there with a bunch of cities and states. And you can see if your uh, city or state is on that list. Um, someone else, Sandra Jackson said, that is correct. We do not need them. They need us to continue being codependents in their narcissistic nation. A word, if I ever heard one. Thank yes, you. Thank you so much. Um, and I also want to say somebody had said that they can't uh, hear us. Sorry about that for whatever reason, if you can't oh, no. hear us. Um, I think we're good because I can hear you and you can hear me. But I just wanted to lift up that y'all can check out this video. It'll be posted immediately after the live. It'll be saved to Push Black's Facebook page and you can rewatch it um, at your own convenience. So hope that helps. Um, and yeah, we're going to bring it on home. So. We don't need any more reforms. That's the point that we wanted to get across with this live, um, especially as they tend to quell mass dissent and redirect attention and resources to the system we're fighting against. We're not just trying to hold cops accountable because it don't be working. We're trying to end policing as we know it. Thank you so much for that word, Bree. Um, lastly, I'll add that 
you know, despite the fact that the Brady Act and this are potentially life-saving instruments in the case of courtroom misconduct, reforms like these really have the effect of further legitimizing the institution of policing. Why should we trust a system rooted in enslavement and white supremacy to hold itself accountable through reforms such as the Brady List? And with power-hungry prosecutors more concerned with winning cases than providing any semblance of justice, it's no wonder why the Brady List and other reforms continue to fail our own communities. So with that said, y'all, thank you so much for taking time out to join us today for this conversation. Uh, I'm Darren Wallace. I'm Bree. Thanks so much, y'all. And we'll be back next Tuesday um, for another Criminal Justice Live. So please join us. And yeah, we'll see you then. Take care. Thank you.